0: So, just the other day, a hip-hop star by the name of Moneybaggio clocked 30 years old, and as he was busy being gifted, his girlfriend by the name of Ari Fletcher just so have happened to gift him 28 acres of land. 28 acres. Now, it ended up sparking quite a bit of a debate on different platforms, and people now started questioning why it is that she was getting such a big purchase for this guy. And as people were busy criticizing her online and offline for her decision... She ended up coming out to tell people to mind their damn business. But I have just one question. No, that's actually not the question. But I do totally agree with what exactly she said. I think people should mind their damn business. Because especially with the way a lot of people, more so women, have been talking about this purchase, like it makes it look as if she kind of did a bad thing. Which I don't think she did. I don't think she actually made a bad decision doing that. Especially considering that she was saying that, you know, Moneybaggio's been there for her and her son, you know, through thick and thin and has been there for her mentally, spiritually, and I think financially as well. Like, my question is, why the hell is it that when men are being gifted by their women and their gifts are huge, is it suddenly so questionable on what kind of gift should be given what size of a gift should be given and shit but when us guys are doing it to our women everyone is like yes yes this man loves his woman y'all should be giving your women this kind of love you know gifting is a love language and we all love a nice gift here and there god when blah 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 like a lot of babes and a lot of people usually like talking about how it's good when a man gifts his babe and a lot of people like to equate the size the value or the kind of amount of money that was put down on the gift to kind of represent whatever love this man might have for his woman. Something that I've said time and time again doesn't really correlate. But when suddenly the woman starts to gift the man and gifts him expensively, it suddenly starts to raise question marks. Because apparently, we shouldn't be getting such big gifts as men. And frankly, I feel like what she's doing for him is equatable to what a lot of millionaires usually end up doing for their girlfriends, their wives, and so on. Because I don't know exactly where she got 28 acres of land, but I'm guessing that she must have paid in the hundreds of thousands. Let's assume ballpark estimate maybe half a mil US. And when you think about it, the number of girlfriends, the number of wives, the number of people's women who've been gifted supercars, hypercars, houses, apartments that are worth that much is so much it's just that they don't get talked about as often but the number of people that get gifted such the number of babes that get gifted such is huge and yet it's suddenly a point of concern when a woman gifts her man such because it's suddenly a huge piece of land and yes it's also her largest purchase to the point where a certain tv show host said and i quote don't act married if you're not married. And her co-host also says that we need to start reevaluating the size and the value of the gifts that we're giving each other. Because a woman bought her man a piece of land. Like for the sake of time, I'm just going to say that men should be gifted. And men do deserve to be gifted from time to time as well. And if anything, this just shows you how little us guys get and how low the bar is in terms of us guys being gifted, yet we should also be getting gifted just as much, because guess what? Us guys have love languages as well. And guess what? Gifting is one of those things, and a little generosity from the other side of the gender table should probably be encouraged every so often. But anyways, that being said, I do want us to start the podcast because we not only have stories like this, but so much more, so we should probably get into it. So in our very typical non-generous fashion... Welcome to Break Time on West Side, your number one break time podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic is a man who still wonders why oral sex does not give a body count. He is a man whose sickness for the thickness prevents him from skinny dipping. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Tweet Street, the show where we take a deep dive into Twitter, pull up a couple of tweets and break them down a little bit. Now, as usual, the drill is pretty simple. I usually say it at the beginning of Tweet Street almost every single time. Kind of sounds like a song, but I like to remind the people out there. And also, you know, if you're a new listener, you can also get to find out from here how it is that you can contribute to the conversations that we tend to have on Tweet Street. Because guess what? The show is about you guys. It's not about me. It's not about the content that I produce. Like, it's about you guys bringing in the different ideas and opinions so that I can break them down. And if you wanna bring them through, then here's the drill on how you can get to do it. And it goes like this. If you see that tweet, you like that tweet, you want us to discuss that tweet, you send that tweet, you send it to the DMs of at Bagaka the D, which happens to be my personal Twitter handle. And I will take them from there and I will handle them accordingly. If it's a screen grab, if it's a screenshot that you happen to have seen on Facebook, that you happen to have seen on Instagram, the DMs to send it to is at Bricktime on my site on both Facebook and Instagram. And I will take them from there and I will handle them accordingly. Now I want us to move on to the tweets real quick But before we get to do that I want us to talk about the royal family for a little bit More specifically Prince Harry and Meghan Markle Now I don't know if it's just me that saw this But have you guys seen the Time magazine Top 100 most influential people poster this year I saw one and it has Prince Harry and Meghan Markle And I'm not going to lie um, It looks weird I kid you not it looks weird Just go and google and look for it like, it has Meghan Markle and Prince Harry at the cover, but if somebody came and told me that these were deep fakes, like the AI Photoshop thingy, then I'd probably believe them. Because first of all, they look like they were CGI'd into the cover, they look so artificial on it. Then also there was a the point of contention that came around this entire cover, which was how Prince Harry was standing next to Meghan Markle. Like, not in a bad way, but it makes it look like Meghan Markle is the one who wears the pants in that house. Like, if their family was a movie or a series, Meghan Markle would be the star and Harry would be the supporting actor. That's exactly how this picture looks like. Because, I don't know, like this thing of having him lean on her shoulder while she stands at the front like i can get how progressive it's supposed to look you know about you know championing your woman and being supportive and empowering her and shit but no like it just doesn't look good like it makes him look weak and i'm not saying that standing behind your woman and giving her support is a bad thing you know don't get me wrong it's just that he doesn't look like he has a spine as a man like that's just how it looks from the picture because when you're leaning and like there's the portion of your body that's resting against her, in terms of body language, it makes it look as though you're not strong as a man. Like it mean, as in, it sort of looks like you're submissive. And for a man, that's not a very good look. Like even as the saying goes, depending on where it is you listen to it, behind every successful man is a dot, 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 insert whatever you want, woman. Usually, we don't have a behind-every-successful woman. And when you look at this cover, you can kind of see why it is this portion of the saying doesn't really exist. And it's just us millennials that are busy trying to push this shit right now. So, in a sense, I can kind of get why people were feeling a little weirded out by it. Plus, if anything, I'm sure the royal family on seeing something like this will probably use it as proof to substantiate the argument that they've always had a problem with Meghan and Harry's relationship. But then again, Harry's always been the one to kind of break all the rules. This could be his way of breaking the rules. It just doesn't look as good on him. But either way, when you consider that they were trying to run away from bad press when they were in the UK. well it's not like they've come to any better press like now there's gonna be memes about this shit and if anything if you don't really want to go and start searching for the picture I think I can just summarize it for you like this Meghan Markle looks like a very powerful dominant woman and Harry looks like a simp but anyways before I pick up any fights we should move on to the tweets so on to the first tweet Ever since Heart the band got money, they stopped talking about girls being too high maintenance in their songs. See fellas, get money and you'll stop complaining about girls being gold diggers. The problem has never been women, it has been poverty. In as much as I'd like to talk about how oh you know this is a testament to their growth and you know I've gone through the same growth of the podcast and usually the kind of content that you deliver changes over time as you grow. Much as I'd like to get to that, I kind of have to say that I agree with whatever this woman's actually said. Or at least I agree with the point that she's trying to make. And I get why a lot of guys would be like, oh no, that's BS. Why are you supporting the women? You're supposed to be holding on our side and shit and standing your ground. Well, the truth of it is money actually does change or at least money shows people what they actually want and how they actually would want to behave. As opposed to not having money which puts you in a position of self-preservation because money does give you the freedom that you'd probably want and yes there's exceptions to the rule there's guys that are genuinely stingy there's guys that would not want to spend past a certain amount on a babe and there's guys that wouldn't spend on a babe whether they have a million a billion or nothing so yes there are exceptions to this rule but for a huge majority of guys you find that they're ready and willing to put money down on a babe when they like the babe, it's just that they don't have the money to put down. Like this is some shit that I actually experienced myself. Because uh, for those of you all that didn't know, last year I was more or less not working. I didn't have any form of formal employment. I was barely making cash. So even when I was thinking about oh, if I was to get a babe, or you know the kind of babes that I'd want, blah blah blah, I was always down to you know what? Let everyone handle their bill. And that came from a point of self-preservation. All right, like. I wasn't trying to put myself in a position where I'd go for a nice date and then be like, oh, shit, now I have nothing in the account after I've taken her out on a date. But now that I kind of got a formal job this year and I've been making a bit of cash, you know, I kind of did still stick to the whole, you know, let both sides handle bills because, you know, two working class individuals. But more so than that, I was ready to take up a majority portion of that bill because i understood how relationships were and gender roles kind of worked and shit so in a sense yes uh what this woman is saying is true and for a lot of guys once they get money they'll be ready to splurge on babes they will put all sorts of cash down just to have a good time with a certain babe hell a lot of guys that would say oh you know i can never pay for a hoe you might actually find them paying for hoes so in essence it's a situation of the scarcity mentality versus the abundance mentality when you're in abundance you're not exactly gonna be thinking about oh you know i think i need to set up a savings or i need to you know go and build this or i need to put money down on buying myself a b c d which will in turn help me improve myself in this way nah when you're in proper abundance you'll probably be thinking about traveling nicely you know eating nice expensive food you know having some of the latest shit, you know getting the new iphone the minute it drops like if you're into that kind of shit, and it's normal i think it is normal for a lot of people to want that and it's something that a lot of people like to call being new money versus being old money which is you know when you've always had money so you can kind of think through things a little bit better and while there's nothing wrong with being new money, the detriments of it is, at times people usually end up forgetting that there's times when you might not have money, which is kind of what usually tends to happen quite a bit, especially here in Kenya, after Christmas because people go they blow all their money then in January, all of a sudden everyone's yelling that they're broke. so. If you can mitigate the problems that usually come when you have no money, when you have money, then for the most part, I think it's pretty okay to enjoy the kind of freedoms and the kind of access that money can give you when it's in abundance. But, anyways, that said, let us move it on to the next tweet. Why is it that men with no looks and the personality of warm juice always think they're quote unquote nice guys? And that's why nobody wants them. Actually, there's a very easy answer for this one. And it's pretty much the same exact reason why ugly babes with shitty attitudes think they're bad bitches and should be getting the best treatment in the world from the finest and the richest guys. Like, it's 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 pretty much an ego boost, to be honest. And it kind of justifies them not being able to get a lot of partners or at least a lot of people from the other sex or a lot of so-called regular people who would probably go for a babe if she was fine and she had a better attitude like in a sense it kind of helps hype themselves up because if that was true then you know best case scenario they can classify themselves as underrated and worst case scenario they'd be considered misunderstood although being misunderstood is probably the best case scenario when you actually look at it in reality because at the end of the day there's going to be a horde of babes and other people that's going to psych up an ugly babe and tell her that she's beautiful or that she's a 10 just the same way when a guy is going to approach a babe and he's with his niggers even though he has a shit personality he's going to be psyched up by his niggas and they're gonna be like hey bro 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 you've got this you've got this hey man go get that ass man and 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 usually when it backfires they can always just come back and they'll be like you know what she wasn't the one for me or nah she's a bitch or she can just say that you know what no i want the right man for me or he's broke or he's cheap or our chakras don't align or we're just not compatible or i didn't really like his vibes or he's just an asshole because at the end of the day it's not like what's ugly to me is going to be ugly for everyone what's a shit personality for me isn't going to be considered a shit personality for everyone but at the end of the day when you look at it a lot of these people who have these crappy personalities a lot of these so-called ugly people will always kind of trying to hype themselves up by saying that to kind of cushion themselves from the fact that you know what I might be a little bit deficient in some of these things. You know, I might be socially awkward. So maybe me talking to girls and bringing in sports isn't exactly a good idea. Not unless if it's a sports event and these babes are all seemingly into sports, you know, um, you know, maybe I need to go and work on myself. Maybe do a little bit of a skincare routine or some shit. Maybe I need to go work out because maybe looking like a rounded out version of SpongeBob isn't that appealing as opposed to looking curvy. Maybe me having three, four tires like a Michelin brand ambassador might not exactly be the most appealing thing to guys, and maybe I need to go lose that. You know, maybe I need to accept that I don't have a bad bitch attitude, but rather I'm a bitch with a bad attitude and maybe go and work on that because at the end of the day before you realize how fine or how ugly you are you might probably have to take a bunch of shit from different people just so that you can see why exactly on the scale you fall because whichever way you look at it not everyone is going to be a great conversationalist and not every baby is going to be a 10. and if that were the case then the world would be boring so In a sense, you need to understand that the scale exists, that there's levels to this shit, and you won't always be at the top in everything. So go, take what you're good at, make it better. What you're not good at, you can either work on making it better, or you can ignore it entirely, as long as it works to the benefit of making you a better person. And maybe, just maybe, you might actually start attracting more people, And maybe even some of these older people that didn't want you can actually approach you and explain exactly why it is that they didn't want you before. But then again, real bad bitch give a fuck about no nigga. So I don't don't know, you know, it's entirely up to you. But I will move it on to our final tweet of this episode. If I cheated on you, instead of leaving me, just understand the fact that you lack something which the man I cheated on you with doesn't. Find out the error in yourself, apologize to me, say sorry, accept it and become a better man. Hmm, this person sounds like they've been reading up on my so they cheated handbook and I think they kind of adapted it to their liking because in as much as I'm about to agree with this wholeheartedly, I'm also about to disagree with this wholeheartedly because I can get it like this has a lot of merit because I have said this before. You know, if if your are cheated on you, if if your man's cheated on you, then maybe you need to look at what exactly you lacked, what exactly you weren't able to provide. And at that point, if you are still with the same person, then you can work on, you know, providing what it is that you can. And if you're not with them, you can use it to make yourself a much better person for the next relationship. You know, not necessarily carrying the previous baggage, but just making yourself a better person in general. And that's why I probably disagree with the second half of this entire statement where it says, find out the error in yourself, apologize to me, say sorry, accept it, and become a better man. Because here's the thing usually by the time you bring this up, usually by the time you kind of accept this, I think you need to have accepted that you were very shit when it came to communication in the relationship. This actually mostly applies if there was a communications problem in your relationship or your situationship, whichever it is that you're doing at the time. Because in as much as this might seem like a great first step once you realize that somebody cheated, I don't think it necessarily applies to every single one of the situations where someone cheats. Because if a guy cheated on you with a babe who's finer or has a big ass or, you know, it was a spa of the moment and this fine babe hollered at him and, you know, he was drunk and he managed to smash, then this isn't exactly your fault. All right. So if this is applying to you as a babe, it doesn't necessarily apply to you in this particular situation. But if it's something that you guys were arguing about, if you weren't as submissive as a partner and, you know, he found someone who was not only submissive, but was submissive and decided to give it to him, then maybe this might be something that you might have to look at. Obviously, there's stuff that you can't change. So say if you are barren and he went and he cheated on you with someone who is very fertile, then it's not exactly in your position to change anything. If he went for a light skinned babe and you're a dark skinned babe, it's not really your fault or your position because he knew exactly what he was dating. And for the guys, this also does kind of factor in because babes will also cheat with a guy that they consider to be hot, probably because they don't think they'll get caught and then they end up getting caught. Is it that it's your fault? Was that something that you didn't give? Could be, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the case because at the end of it, it's not like every single babe will cheat on a guy because the guy wasn't providing something. A lot of times it happens that way, but it doesn't mean that that's the only time when it happens that way. And if you as a guy had listened to her when you were together, had made sure that whatever communication breakdowns were removed and that she was open to tell you anything and everything, and she didn't say shit and she ended up going for a guy that was treating her a certain way, then it's all on her. Like, yes, you might have been deficient, but the fact that she didn't say anything about it absolves you of mistake. So if anything you're not really on the wrong if she didn't say anything about it. That's just how I feel about it because if in a relationship, you're supposed to communicate. So if you guys aren't communicating, then how do you expect your partner to know something that they wanted you to do for them if they didn't communicate, you get? Although then again, maybe I'm wrong, maybe we should find the error in our ways and say sorry, But I want to know your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on Twitter. It is at D. You can send your thoughts and comments there. On Facebook, it is at Breaktime on Side. And on Instagram, you can slide into the DMs, which is at Breaktime on Side as well. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through CastBox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below. If you are listening via Apple or any other app that has ratings and reviews, feel free to drop a rating and review there. Helps us out quite a bit. And I will catch you guys on the next break.